Welcome to season four of the Book Marketing Action Podcast. Over the past three years, we've been featuring exciting guests, real conversations, and actions you can take to reach the biggest possible audience for your work. We'll continue that this season, and we're taking it up a notch as we seek to bring you cutting-edge insights not only about marketing, but about all aspects of your journey as an author. We can't wait to share everything you'll need to be successful in spreading your important work with the world. I'm Becky Robinson, your host for the Book Marketing Action Podcast. I'm also the founder and CEO of Weaving Influence, the author of Reach, Create the Biggest Possible Audience for Your Message, Book, or Cause, and a strategic book marketer, avid reader, runner, mom, and wife. Thank you for choosing to learn with me, and I hope you'll take action as a result of listening to this show. If you benefit from the show, please subscribe, rate, and review to help us reach more listeners. Also, be sure to visit weavinginfluence.com and click the blog tab to find all the notes and links for each show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Book Marketing Action Podcast. I'm your host, Becky Robinson, and I have a few upcoming conversations with first-time authors, and I'm really excited to hear their insights about the journey of marketing their books. And I'm thrilled to be here today with my friend and former client, Rich Safir. Rich's book came out in January of this year, and I'm really looking forward to conversation with him about the challenges and joys of his book marketing journey so far. So welcome, Rich. Well, thank you, Becky. It's a pleasure to meet, be back with you again today to kind of look back and see how I got to where I am today. Well, so before we get too far, Rich, how about if you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and your work in the world? Yeah, so I live in Maryland with my wife. We have three kids, two of them are in college. We got a dog. I love to be outside. I love to live a well life. And I'm fortunate to be the Chief Medical Director of Employee Health and Wellbeing at Johns Hopkins Medicine, and as you mentioned, a first-time author of A Cure for the Common Company. You want to give us a subtitle on your book too, Rich? Yeah, A Wellbeing Prescription for a Happier, Healthier, and More Resilient Workforce. Very cool. Um, So as we dive in today, Rich, you know, you and I met fairly early in the journey. If I remember, we met last summer and I I can picture my first conversations with you as you were beginning to plan for marketing your book. So tell us a little bit about the expectations that you brought to the process. Yeah, Becky, we did meet probably nine months before launch. Um, I like to do research and try to plan my path. And I knew the recommendations were six months prior to launch to get started, uh, and, and I'm glad we had that buffer. Um, you asked about my journey to uh, the marketing ideas. Uh, well, <laughs> I'm not much of a marketer. You know, I, I just share with everybody I'm, I'm trained as a physician, uh, and I have a degree in uh, nutrition, and I never took a single marketing class. However, I did do um a lot of communication um uh, education because public speaking is an important piece for me spent a lot of time in that arena so i kind of had a good idea about how to communicate well but not communicating to sell a book so um i guess my expectation was that it was going to be hard because it was new for me 
And frankly, I, I was um, a little bit uh, concerned about this part of the book journey. Can you share a little bit more about what you were concerned about or yeah. you know, maybe also you know, what you hoped for, like knowing it would be hard, but there was something that drove you to do the book despite yeah. that? Yes. I mean, there are several things I thought were going to be hard about marketing the book. One is because of all the different opportunities or directions one can go in. Two, because of the limited amount of time that I have in any day. Three, because I know a lot of uh, people in the healthcare world, but not a lot of people in the public relations world or or the book marketing world. And uh, finally, um, four, I am not necessarily um, a self-promoter. And I'll tell you, Becky, one thing that really helped me that you told me uh, as we were getting ready to launch was, listen, you're not promoting yourself. You're promoting your book. And that was a, a big help for me to get past uh, the idea that I was trying to share an important message with the world. That's helpful. So let's talk a little bit about some of the challenges you might have in encountered uh, through the marketing process of your book. Yeah, I don't even know where to start. I mean, first, I had to find a partner to help market the book because I knew I wasn't going to do this alone. Uh, and Becky, you know this, I did a lot of research uh, before uh, meeting you and your firm. And obviously, I chose to work with Weaving Influence because I was very confident uh, your organization would do the job that you ultimately ended up doing. And so um, I would say that any new book author has to do the research to figure out who they're comfortable with and confident. There's two different things. You can be comfortable working with someone, but if you're not confident they're going to get the job done, you're going to leave with a good friend, but you know your book's going to be sitting in the warehouse. <laughs> um, and uh, I would say that uh, the, the other piece was getting comfortable converting my form of communication. In other words, I'm very comfortable speaking live. I had not done a ton of LinkedIn messaging prior to uh, about a year before the book launched. And so getting into the rhythm of using that platform effectively, not just posting, but actually posting effectively, Took, took some curve, and now I actually really enjoy it. And I've met some great people, uh, and I've learned along the way how to connect via that platform. Rich, you mentioned before we started recording that you had a challenge in identifying the audience for your book. Would you mm. be willing to share that with our listeners? It's, yes, absolutely. I, I didn't have a challenge with identifying the audience for the book as much as I had a challenge balancing the audiences for the book. And what I mean by that is I have worked in several different spaces over the course of my career. And there's a challenge in the employee health and well-being space that, well, there's several, but one of them is communication between human resources, leadership, and the employee health and well-being professionals. Like, how do we get all three of these groups to be reading off the same page? Now that I'm saying that, uh, it's a good, you know, foreshadowing for how I wrote the book. 
I had three audiences. I have three audiences with the book. Um, the book is written for those three audiences. And how do you, uh, <laughs> never mind the marketing, trying to write it so that it resonates with all three audiences was very challenging. And now marketing the book for three different audiences has also been challenging, but it's getting easier the more that uh, I, I work in this space. So tell me about what's making it easier. And then, you know, as you think about marketing to three different audiences, what does that look like for you? Yeah, so, you know, in the book, I balance the messages to the different audiences, but regardless of who the message primarily was for, I made it relatable to the other audiences. In the marketing plan, I'm more targeted to which audiences I'm speaking to. Um, you know, I've done, I've been very fortunate that uh, Weaving Influence has been able to land me some great podcasts and some written public relations opportunities. And uh, those are to specific audiences. And when I make a LinkedIn post, I'm much more intentional about which of these three audiences I'm going to be focusing on for that specific post. But nonetheless, um, my posts are not so um, intricate that anybody could understand and benefit because let's face it, Becky, there's probably about 180 to 200 million Americans who are working. And if you're working, you want to probably know how to have a healthy and well day. Yes, for sure. Um, and so in that way, anyone who's working could relate to your message. It sounds like you're trying to craft your LinkedIn posts so that anyone working uh, yeah. can find themselves there. Right. right. And, you know, a, a little nice um, benefit of the way I laid the book out is that at the end of most of the chapters, there's a call out box that says, put your own oxygen mask on first. The meaning being, hey, here are some well-being tips that you can apply to yourself. Because even though the book is about creating a well-being culture for your team and your organization, it's also a book to help individuals understand better the forces that are shaping their healthy choices during the workday and their emotional state during the workday. And so it's not primarily a self-help book. There's many of those, but rather it's a book to help yourself and the people you work with have a healthy and well work day. Well, I have all kinds of questions I want to yeah. get to now, um, but we'll come back to those. I'm curious to hear from you if there were any surprises on your book marketing journey. Yeah, I just had one last week. <laughs> the book has been out for more than three months. And um, last Friday, I put a post up on LinkedIn, and it went really well. Uh, not, not only was it read by many people and reposted by many, but by the end of the day, A Cure for the Common Company was listed on Amazon as the number one bestseller in human resources and personnel management. It was also listed as the number one bestseller in work-related health, and it was also related, uh, I'm sorry, it was also listed as the number one bestseller in 
exercise fitness and injury prevention. Now, I don't quite understand that one, but I'm not going to complain. <laughs> Somebody out there, some group of people out there who have an interest in that area also have an interest in my book. So that's, you know, that was the most recent big surprise. So why were you surprised? Well, you know, it's uh, three months after the book is launched. And to get such a huge bump like that is not usually the path for most books. Most books, when they have their initial um, launch, that's when they're going to get the most attention, and the most traction. So to have it come um, this far out was really um, rewarding. Now, on one hand, it's a surprise, but on the other hand, I, I, I haven't stopped working to market the book. And the connections that Weaving Influence have provided have not stopped working either, uh, which is one of the nice benefits of working with you, Becky, is, is also meeting other people in this space who've been quite um, collaborative. Well, I'm so happy to hear that. And I'm really happy for your recent success, uh, Rich. And, you know, I think that underscores the importance of continuing to give energy and attention to the message of the book, even beyond the launch. And if you've listened to this show, you've probably heard me say that you need to make a year or two or longer commitment to sharing the message of your book in the world so that it can have its intended effect. Well, I'm, I'm hoping to keep the energy up. <laughs> well, so I'm going to switch gears and go to a question that wasn't on our prep list Rich, because you talked about how your book has in each chapter well-being tips that you can apply to yourself. And so for any authors who may be listening who are tired or overloaded with the prospect of marketing their books, how can we apply the content in your book mm. of attending to our own well-being or being aware of our well-being or being aware of our emotions? How would you apply your own book to your book marketing journey? Sure. Um, well, there's six building blocks in the book that are used to create a well-being culture in the workplace. Now, your authors, Becky, may be self-employed or they may have a, a job with others. The, the book is probably not, and I'm going to uh, you know come forward and say it's not for the individual entrepreneur who is their own boss and has no team they're working with. However, the principle I'm going to share applies to all of us. And so one of the building blocks is about peer support. The people we work with can really help us with our healthy habits and our emotions, or they can actually harm us. And so we want to pay attention to what we're trying to achieve with our health and well-being. And if you're trying to get more activity or exercise in your life, then think about who in your workplace or who in your work day could work with you because you're not alone. There are other people who want the same thing. And so if you can find that peer, then you're much more likely to take those breaks and get your legs moving. So uh, there's the tip of the day, Becky. <laughs> So, and I'm thinking about, you know, one of the ways to keep your well-being as you're marketing your book is just to have the peer support related to marketing your book, to realize that you don't have to do that alone. Yeah, you know, um, this is a great point because peer support is not just about physical support for whatever physical habit you're trying to do. But when you're writing a book, there's a, a lot of emotional roller coasters, at least for me and the, the people I've spoken with. And I do think it's helpful to know other authors who are in a similar situation 
so that you can know you're not alone. I know it helped me. And when I think about the well-being culture model that uh, I share in a cure for the common company, I think about employee resource groups or ERGs. This is another form of peer support. And these are intentional forums for employees with similar struggles or desires to come together and to literally share their experiences and offer each other ideas for how to address whatever the topic is uh, that is the focus of this employee resource group or ERG. So that's a helpful tip as well. So Rich, uh, I always like to hear about the joy. What brought you joy across this process of bringing your book to the world? I have to say it was a lot more fulfilling on some uh, level than I had ever anticipated. It really helped me to synthesize and curate 25 years of experience um, in my field. And it helped me pull all the pieces together. It was both cathartic uh, and creative. And um, on, on top of that, uh, it, it left me with a tremendous sense of calm and peace after I turned in the final report. I call it the final report because this was the biggest uh, and most complicated book report I've ever done uh, <laughs> as, as the way I was trying to um, position it in my brain. So, yeah, the catharsis and the sense of calm and peace at the end was uh, really quite unparalleled. And that was the process of actually writing the book that brought that joy and catharsis and peace. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, everyone's got to have their own writing style. My writing style was certainly to be informative and instructive, but it was also to bring joy to the reader by sharing stories about different companies and what they were doing in the employee health and well-being space. And it was also a, a little bit about my own struggles and successes in the workplace with my own health and well-being, which, you know, I think just kind of flowed naturally. I, I didn't necessarily, I, I know I didn't intend on starting out that way but it seemed to fit uh, in, in this model. Thank you for sharing that. So as we wrap up our conversation today, Rich, I'm curious if you were to address any kind of first time authors whose books are coming out in the next six to nine months or year, what advice you'd recommend or what guidance you would give them for how to ensure their own well-being through the process of finishing their books and launching their books? Um, yeah, I'd say there's several things. I definitely would pace yourself. So I, I know that you've been working along the way, but I probably would plan on working a little bit harder now because the end will be harder than you think. So um, try to get some of it out of the way. I, I would definitely suggest you find your peer support and your family and your friends so that not only can they help get you out for that walk or whatever your well-being needs are, but so they can also be your <laughs> sudden proofreaders that you didn't realize that uh, you needed to, to run something by. Um, so, so think about your social support. Okay, so um, before we wrap up, Rich, can you let our listeners know how they can find out more about your work and your book? Yeah, absolutely. Um, one of the great joys of being an author is meeting other interesting people. And 
you can find me at richardsafir.com. It's Richard, S is in Sam, A is in Apple, F is in Frank, E is in Elephant, E is in Elephant, R is in richard.com. That's also the name on LinkedIn. And uh, I hope you check out A Cure for the Common Company. And we'll make sure that the links to your book and your website and your LinkedIn are in the show notes, Rich, so that people can connect with you easily. At the end of every episode of the Book Marketing Action Podcast, I like to give people some action steps. And you actually handed us a couple um, just so easily. And uh, so one of your action steps today is related to peer support. So I want you to take a moment and jot down the names of some people who can join you on your journey to provide support as you finish and market your book. Um, And if you need additional peer support, I would welcome you to reach out to me, of course, at any time. The Weaving Influence community of authors is is welcoming and inclusive, and we would love to have you join us. Um, Let's see, for the second action step today, I heard Rich say that working ahead on your book marketing planning can be a very helpful part of the process because as you get closer to launch, it gets harder and harder. So wherever you are on your journey, I would encourage you to take some steps to make progress today so that as you your book launch approaches, you'll be ahead of the game. Um, I always love hearing from you. If you have any questions or recommendations for a future episode, you can email me. I'm Becky at weavinginfluence.com. We look forward to more chances to learn with you on the Book Marketing Action Podcast. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Book Marketing Action Podcast. If you haven't already, I hope you'll buy a copy of my new book, Reach. Create the biggest possible audience for your message, book, or cause. When you buy the book, you'll unlock a free course of Reach resources with more than 50 additional learning resources available exclusively for those who buy the book. Find out more and find links to buy the book at beckyrobinson.com forward slash book. If you've already read the book, I'd appreciate an Amazon review. Thanks.